like sands through the hourglass as the Bobcats turn. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. All right, yes, I conflated a couple of different soap operas. I'm not sure how many people know about soap operas uh, these days. Uh, but it has been crazy what's going on in San Marcos. We'll get to that here in a second. Sunbelt versus the Mac Part 2 uh, was released uh, yesterday. We'll talk about that. And we're finally going to get to ranking the Sunbelt West QBs, although the rankings probably changed a little bit <laughs> with the what's going on uh, in San Marcos. Okay, so let's recap. And I found uh, the statement that Texas State gave to, to G, 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 uh, that, that G.J. Kinney, I guess, gave to the university newspaper. So quickly to recap, uh, all right, so where are we? About 10 days ago, Jaden Delora is actually settles, actually, so 11 days ago, something like that, like on, uh, it was on a Thursday, Jaden Delora settles a civil lawsuit, then agrees to commit to Texas State. That was on a Friday. Well, on Monday, something along those lines, TJ Finley is out, and he's in the transfer portal. Side note, T.J. Finley has officially committed to Western Kentucky. All right, so the question was, at the time, why did this happen? It felt like, at the time, it felt like a chicken and egg situation, which came first, right? Did Jaden Delora transfer in because Finley was transferring out? Or did Finley transfer out because Jaden Delora was transferring in? And it feels like it's the latter. That's basically what it was. T.J. Finley didn't know anything about Jaden Delora and decided... For whatever reason, he needed to move on. All right. Now, having some of that has to, some of that whole played out, as we mentioned, has to be on TJ Finley a little bit because he took his sweet time making a decision. If he wakes up January 6th and decides at the transfer portal, what's GJ Kinney supposed to do? Right? Needs to have a quarterback. Malik Hornsby's already out. He's transferring to Arkansas State, switching positions. Okay. Also, Malik Hornsby came in to be the starting quarterback. Then they went and got T.J. Finley. Remember that one, too. That was a little bit odd. All right, but the difference there was Malik was behind K.J. Jefferson and was younger, had a lot more uh, eligibility left to grow. So if he sat a year, not the worst thing, but obviously he didn't want to sit anymore. All right, so now we're at this spot where Jaden Delora is in, T.J. Finley is out. Then the whole story about the Jaden Delora uh, civil case got mentioned. And here is the statement. This was to the University Star. That's the campus newspaper. Statement from Texas State head coach G.J. Kinney. First, Jade never pled guilty or was convicted for criminal charges. And he recently settled a civil case from an incident that occurred in 2018 when he was a minor in the state of Hawaii. Quote, during the recruitment process, our coaching staff visited with several of Jaden's former coaches and his two previous schools, Washington State and University of Arizona, as well as others that know him closely. Each person not only spoke highly of his character, but how he has developed into a man he is today. 
We also have Craig Stutzman, wide receivers coach, passing game coordinator on our coaching staff who knows Jaden closely as they are from the same hometown in Hawaii. Coach Stutzman has seen his character firsthand in multiple places at different points in Jaden's life. Based on all of this background, we are confident Jaden will be a positive representation of a Bobcat, and we look forward to him serving as a leader to his teammates for our uh, to his teammates and for our program. Okay, so that was put out when all the civil mess came out and reported by the University Star. All right, what I didn't know, and you read the newspaper and either University Star or, or others. Uh, he also had a DUI at Washington State. So he's had his off-the-field issues. So now we're up to that point. Don't know what's going on in San Marcos. What happens on Monday? San Jose State football welcomes home Craig Stutzman, offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach. <clears throat> Oops. <laughs> so the one coach that G.J. Kinney pointed out was vouching for Jaden Delora isn't there anymore. Now, I kind of thought when I first saw the posting, again, is this a chicken and egg thing? Like, maybe you need to leave because of the flack we're getting for Jaden Delora. But no, he got promoted. He got to be offensive coordinator. He he went from wide receivers coach, right, to wide receivers coach, passing game coordinator, to offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach. So he probably got a raise and promoted. And that doesn't stop from what's going on in San Marcos. This is, it's going to be interesting. Spring football is going to be interesting. They got to get their story straight. And again, we mentioned this, Jaden Delore has got to be perfect. And I live my life vicariously through the West Wing. And towards the end, President Bartlett let um, nonviolent drug users out of jail. And he met the uh, sister. Uh, her brother was the, you know, the lobbying group, I guess, trying to get the president to do this. And the president said, you know, she goes, and I don't know how I can ever repay you. Oh, yes, you can. You need to live your life. And, you know, use the second chance that's been given to you. Because not only do you hurt yourself and all the others that, you know, won't get that second chance, but you hurt me too. So you got to do it for you. You got to do it for all the people that deserve a second chance. And you can't let me down. <laughs> okay. And that's what I got to believe G.J. Kinney has told to Jaden Delora. You, first of all, you got to get him out there doing some, you know, public service community work. Let's go. All right. You've got, I presume, two months before spring ball starts. Let's get them out in the community. It could even be, you know, uh, doing things for, you know, violence against women. He needs to get out there. He needs to show a public face. He needs to be out there and get, out, you know, sorry to put it this way, set the narrative or, you know, change the narrative. That it's not all bad. Because right now, all they know at Texas State about Jaden Delora is he had one good year at Washington State. And it was a pretty good year. And he got hurt again in his year at Arizona. But they know he settled a civil lawsuit. And some of the details are graphic. And he got a DUI. That's what they know about Jaden Delora. He's got to get out and change that narrative. He's got two months to make 
Well, there's now a second impression, right? The first impression, excuse me again, itching. The first impression hasn't been good. And nobody really knows Jaden Delora. So he needs to get out there, you know, sign some autographs, meet people in San Marcos and try and change the narrative. And if he slips up one time, and I'm talking, it doesn't have to be nearly as serious as what, <laughs> what was, what he settled and what he was accused of with the DUI. Like he can't skip a class and I have no idea what his class routine is, right? I, you know, does he, is he pulling a Joe Burrow where he can just do his classes remotely from, you know, the, the, from his apartment, he needs to be sitting in the front row. He needs to go to every class. He, he needs to be beyond reproach. So that's what I would do if I was GJ Kinney. How do I turn this narrative around? We got to get him out there and we got to get people to meet him. And, you know, the thing he was accused of, that's not a mistake. That's, that's bad. All right. The DUI, also bad. But that happens more than it should, right? Especially with college kids. So we will see. I, again, we have not been a day where we have not had some news in the Sun Belt. And it continues to turn. Again, I thought maybe that Sitzman had been pushed out. But then when you see he got a promotion and, and a raise, probably, that uh, it's tough for him not to take the job. Now, whether someone suggested he should have taken a job or looked for another job, you know, these are the jobs that all opened up because, Saban left, right? I mean, Saban left. That opened up Washington. That opened up South Alabama. That opened up Arizona. And that opened up San Jose. It's, it's one domino. So we'll see what happens if we get any news uh, today uh, out of the Sun Belt. All right, let's take a timeout. When we come back, we'll go over that Sun Belt Mac matchup number two. Some seems to be even, some doesn't seem to necessarily uh, be even. When we're talking, you know, how did they match these teams up? Was it, you know, NET uh, or uh, records? I'm, I'm not sure. All right, so let's take a timeout. Let me tell you about FanDuel. We are all set for the NFC and AFC championship games this weekend. You got what you got. You got Baltimore taking on Kansas City, Lamar versus Patrick. And then you have San Francisco and the upstart Detroit Lions. But there's still plenty of time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub the best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. We did have some crazy endings. Uh, Dave Schultz locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. Right, Carl Anthony Towns had a huge ball game and the T-Wolves lost to the Hornets. Ouch. And... McNeese, I presume McNeese was a favorite yesterday against Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi, I don't think I've ever seen this. Started the second half on a 17-0 run, which was like a 20-0 run going back to the first half, and they lost. Also never seen this. McNeese misses six of eight free throws down the stretch. Didn't get one. Got two offensive rebounds. 
awful missed free throw, of course, that would have tied the game and they win in regulation. That was an insane, <laughs> insane ball game uh, as you've ever seen. All right. And Will Wade continues to do a great job at McNeese. Whatever you think of Will Wade, the man can coach. They got it. They're 16 and two and they've won 12 straight. Uh, they have been uh, phenomenal. I'm still not happy that I did not take McNeese over Michigan. That we're not talking about that anymore. All right, let's check uh, the uh, the Sun Belt versus MAC matchup. Let's run uh, down these uh, real quickly. Uh, so you got Toledo against App. That seems pretty good. Ohio versus Arkansas State. You have Buffalo at Georgia Southern. Should mention all the uh, the first goal round. The Sun Belt was at the MAC. This go around, it's the MAC at the Sun Belt. So all the Sun Belt teams are home. Miami of Ohio is at Georgia State. I believe that's Akron is at JMU. Bowling Green taking on the Cajuns. ULM hosting Eastern Michigan. ODU hosting Central Michigan. South Alabama taking on uh, Northern Illinois. You do have Southern Miss taking on Western Michigan. The Bobcats taking on, I got to figure out who that is, the Cardinals of some sort. And Oh, that is that Illinois State? Is that Are they in the MAC? No. Uh, that's the NBC. Let me see. And Kent State taking on Troy. I, I thought I knew all the logos. I don't. Let me see who we got. Uh, oh, that's Miami. Oh, you got Ball State. Okay, so that's Ball State. Sorry. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> you got the Red Hawks. And the Cardinals is that let's see what those logos look like. Are they any different? Um, well, Miami's an M and Ball State's a Cardinal. Okay. So Toledo and App State, that's pretty good, right? Uh, Toledo is five and one, 11 and seven in the conference. You know, they're atop the conference, basically. App State, six and one, a little bit better regular season record overall, 15 and four. All right. So that's pretty good. All right. Then, you have Ohio at Arkansas State. Let's see where that is. So Arkansas State's better than their regular season record. Let's say Ohio is in the middle of the conference. They're three and three, nine and nine overall. That's not bad. Arkansas State's four and three, and they're approaching 500 after starting about, I think, four games under 500. So that's not bad. Uh, Buffalo, the Buffalo Bulls taking on Georgia Southern. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Buffalo is at the bottom. Buffalo is not any good. They are, I mean, they're, they're bad. They're two and 15 overall one and four in uh, the conference. One of those teams that I don't think has covered very much this year. And I mean, that's a good matchup, I guess, for Georgia Southern, Georgia Southern, not an, uh, you know, just an awful overall record at four and 15, but they're four and three in the conference. Um, Guys that are doing the power rankings don't want to give them any credit for beating the teams, you know, that they've beaten. And they're still not as high as they should be in the power uh, rankings. Not sure what that we have against Georgia Southern. Uh, let's see here. JMU. Uh, JMU taking on Akron. That's pretty good, right? Those are the, you know, they're at the top. Akron 6-0 and in the conference, 14-4 and overall. JMU, though they've lost a couple, they're 17-2. and Five and two, generally considered the best team, although they did lose to, to App State. So, all right. This one was a little bit interesting. The Cajuns are hosting Bowling Green. All right. The Cajuns, right? They've rattled off three in a row. They're 11 and eight overall. They've rattled off three wins in a row. They could absolutely be on an eight game winning streak when they take on Bowling Green. 
Now, Bob Marlin said in his presser yesterday, it's not just going to happen. We have to actually go out and win it. But they'll be favored in every single game. That doesn't mean they're wins, but they should win all of these next five home games. So they could be on an eight-game winning streak when Bowling Green comes to town. So it may look a little bit different now. But again, uh, the Cajuns are four and three, 11 and eight overall. Bowling Green's five and one, 14 and four. How did that happen? How did how the Cajuns get Bowling Green? One of the better teams in the conference. Again, that may, I don't know if Bowling Green's going to fall, but the Cajuns may find themselves. Yeah, I mean, the Cajuns may very well find themselves. You know, if the Cajuns are nine and three, they're very well going to be in the top of the conference. I don't, I don't know about the top, but they'll certainly be, I'm going to guess they will be in the top three. So that may not make a difference at that point in time. All right, let's quickly check out the rest of the matchups. You know, Eastern at ULM. ULM came up with their first win in the conference uh, over the weekend in a win over ODU taking on Central. South Alabama, they're better than we think they are. That was one of their, they played one of their worst games that I've seen recently uh, against the Cajuns. The Cajuns really gave them issues, especially defensively with the token pressure. They're taking on Northern Illinois. Let's see here. Northern Illinois, they're awful. <laughs> 0-5 in the conference, 6-11 and overall. So that seems like a good matchup for South Alabama. Uh, Southern Miss is taking on Western Michigan. So Southern Miss is at the top. They're towards the top five and two overall. Uh, and they're doing it. They got a, a couple of wins without Curbelo or Victor Hart. They could be back this week. Uh, they are five and two, 11 and eight overall. And when we say they're taking on Western, Western's right there. They're not good. They kind of have like an Arkansas State, Georgia Southern record. They're four and two in the conference, but seven and 11 overall. So that's not awful. And quickly, you do have uh, Texas State taking on Ball State, Kent State taking on Troy. Let's see here. Troy, or Kent State, is, boy, again, Kent State's two and four, and they're nine and nine overall, and they're taking on Troy. Troy's five and two in the conference, 11 and eight overall. So the 11 and eight is not a whole lot different than the nine and nine. But Troy had been 5-0. and They've lost two in a row on the road. So some teams got some breaks, and some t- South apparently got a break. Some were very evenly matched, and the Cajuns took one on the chin. Again, it could be very different. And, you know, no one's going to complain if the Cajuns are 9-3 and three, or even 8-4 and four, and are hosting Bowling Green, who may have a, a couple more wins, maybe. No, I'm not, you're not going to hear it from me. All right. They should st- if they are 9-3, and three, I don't care what Bowling Green's record is. The Cajuns will be favored at home. Whether they win or not is a different story, but they'll certainly be favored at home if they're carrying a nine and three, eight and four record into that into that ball game. And so that was the week that there were no ball games. They they have those five straight games, and I, I said yesterday it's kind of odd that they're off for a week, but that's the MAC game. So uh, in the middle of maybe right before, so right before the Super Bowl. Saturday, February 10th. So it is the day before the Super Bowl. All right. Uh, all right. Let's take a time out. Let's rank these Sunbelt West quarterbacks. I'm not sure how controversial these will be. Uh, got some new ones. Got some guys that are returning from injury. And obviously, 
We have the uh, Jane Delora saga. All right, so uh, let's take a time out. We will uh, come back and rank the Sunbelt West quarterbacks on Lockdown Sunbelt, your team, every day. All right, we continue to grow. Uh, we got over 1,100 subscribers. Really appreciate it. Uh, people throughout the conference are starting to watch, so appreciate Kef Chardello uh, retweeting uh, him watching it. So he does a great job covering uh, uh, Texas State, and you got to watch his podcast, Win Now or Get Bent. Uh, we are lining up some coaches, hopefully some new ones, right, over at uh, JMU and Troy, and hopefully South Alabama will be joining us. We are heading, at least that's the plan. Plans can change, but we are heading to Mobile for the uh, Sun Belt, or for the Sun Belt, for the Senior Bowl. And hopefully we'll talk to the Sun Belt players there. Uh, and we are trying to schedule Jim Nagy, who is obviously, you know, incredibly busy getting ready for this game. We'll maybe get him momentarily during the week, but we're trying to get him leading into the week. And basically where the, you know, how you got, how you invited some of these guys, of course. You know, the running backs speak for themselves. Kamani Vidal and Rasheen Ali. Uh, but when you're looking at the defenders and, you know, an offensive lineman, how do you go about grading those guys? And where would these guys get picked in uh, the draft? All right. So thanks so much for watching. Remember to subscribe to the audio podcast as well. Apple and Spotify seem to be the most popular. Don't forget to let people know about uh, YouTube. Please subscribe. See how quickly we can get to the 1200 uh, mark. Uh, moving forward. All right. We'll rank the Sunbelt QBs next right here. Locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. All right. Dave Schultz, Locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. Actually did this stuff a couple of weeks ago. All right. This was ready shortly after we ranked what the coaches. And then we've just gotten news, news, more news, right? With the Kane Womack leaving, could he leave? And then he did leave. And then the major Applewhite news and then the Texas state news and the TJ Finley news. So there's been a lot more immediate news to talk about than ranking these quarterbacks. Uh, all right. So we, I got the quarterbacks ranked and let's do seven through one. All right. I don't know what Jared Parker is going to do at Troy, but I got to go, I, you know, I'm taking him because he's got, you know, he wins the all name club in the Sun Belt, at least with quarterbacks is Goose Crowder. How can you not root for a guy nicknamed Goose Crowder? So we don't know a whole lot about him. He played a little bit. I really think, there wasn't a whole lot of time for him to play, but he got in there enough that we know his name. And so we're looking for a goose crowder, but he's number uh, seven uh, right now in the Sun Belt West. And that's due to lack of experience. All right. Then at ULM, who do you got? Jaya, they went through a bunch of different quarterbacks. So Troy's got a new coach and Jared Parker. We don't know what's going to happen there. Right. ULM's got a new coach and Bryant Vincent. Um, Jaya Martin was there, and the former Cajun Hunter Herring is there. And again, Jaya had the job. Hunter played a little bit. So, again, a little bit of inexperience and a little bit of uh, inconsistency with Jaya Martin. So, we'll see who gets the gig. With new coaches, you have no idea. Okay. So, ULM's QB right now is number six. I'm going to put 
and this may be the most of the controversial selections. Southern Miss's Tate Rodemaker, Rodemaker, uh, for the Fighting Will Halls at Southern Miss. I'm going to put him fifth because we just don't know. All right, he was a three-star quarterback coming out. He did go to probably his best offer in Florida State. He's got the makings of, you know, a really good quarterback. We just don't know. But we're giving him the benefit of the doubt because he went to Florida State and somewhere along the way, you had to see if he could, you know, make it through, you know, get to a power five school. And then he's, he's, he was playing and, you know, if he doesn't get hurt, Florida State may have been in the playoffs, right? But because they were down to their third string quarterback, they didn't. So we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I will, I admittedly, my own biases. If Tate Rotemaker was coming from a G5 school with the, um, Background that he has, we'd probably put him seventh. But we're going to take other people's word for it, and we'll put him fifth, all right? If that's a bias, it is what it is. Uh, fourth, Gio Lopez, all right? So, so far, Gio Lopez from South Alabama is sticking around the Jaguars. I think he was happy and lobbied, if you will, on social media for Major Applewhite to get the gig, and he has, and he had a fantastic ball game, bowl game. Played okay against Troy in a tough spot against the Trojans. He can run it and uh, he can throw it. It's just a little bit different because he's he's left-handed. And, you know, I don't mind just saying my biases with a left-handed quarterback. It just looks different than a right-handed quarterback. But he absolutely has potential. And we'll see, you know, if they match that potential. Uh, moving forward, but he'll have, you know, at least right now, a couple years more of, he's actually got three years of eligibility remaining. So South Alabama's quarterback, Gio Lopez, number four, Arkansas State's Jalen Rayner, your freshman of the year. He is number three. All the potential uh, in the world. Butch uh, Jones, the coach, finally went to the freshman and, you know, he beats uh, the Cajuns, helps to put 77 points up on Texas State. Uh, I, I personally would have forced him to uh, throw the ball a little bit more, a little bit more pressure when the Cajuns played him. I don't think they had a really good defensive game plan against him. Uh, and I still think he can improve with the passing game, but he can throw the football and uh, is an outstanding runner. Needs to, you know, like all quarterbacks, Needs to know when to give up on the play and knowing that a kick is good, either a field goal or a punt compared to a sack or turnover. So I, I still have Jalen Rayner number three. All right. Now, number two, maybe this is controversial, Jaden Delora. Okay. Uh, he comes in with some of the most experience out of all the quarterbacks, right? He played a full season at Washington State, like 3,600 yards. 25 touchdowns, and I had it here. 25 touchdowns and like 13 interceptions. He had, and that's a power five, Washington State or not. And then was off to a pretty good start with Arizona last year before he got hurt. So I'm going to put Jaden Delora at number two. And again, biases. If he probably didn't have some of that off the field issues, he'd be number one. I'm going to put Ben Woldridge number one. And that's with a big asterisk, right? He can be, needs to stay healthy, hasn't stayed healthy his most of his career. 
has. That was the one thing that we were wondering about last year about the Cajuns. Although it had been decided, he'd never really done it. He'd never been the guy, and he hasn't been the guy to finish the whole year yet. So we'll see. Uh, Zeon Chris has moved on. He's at Houston. You do have Chandler Fields back. I still think it'll be Ben Wooldridge, and I think Chandler Fields knows that, which is okay. But those are my top guys in the in the Sun Belt West. Again, probably if Jaden Delora didn't have the off-the-field issues, I'd probably have him number one, but I got him number two. So number one is Ben Wooldridge for the Cajuns. Texas State's Jaden Delora is number two. Arkansas State's Jalen Rayner, number three. South Alabama's Gio Lopez, number four. Southern Miss, Tate Rodemaker, number five. ULM, either Jaya Martin or Hunter Herring, number six. And Troy's Goose Crowder, who may be my favorite quarterback, just based on the name, is number seven. That is the way too early Sunbelt QB West ratings uh, rankings. We'll see how that changes throughout the year. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Lockdown Sunbelt. Appreciate all the support. Uh, we will be back tomorrow to preview uh, the basketball action happening on Wednesday. Uh, again, I'm your host, Dave Schultz, and you've been watching and listening to Lockdown Sunbelt, your team, every day.